Hello, Rosie here, co-host of Cather Jockeys at Rad Tech Podcast. I want to mention, before the release of this episode, the author of the paper mentioned has since made some changes. Instead of claiming that there is no radiology-specific training for advanced practice providers, he changed the narrative to NPs and PAs needing radiology-specific training, basically to save his research, of course. Even though still kind of shoddy, the author of, of the magazine reporting on his paper, who is an RT, still calls us radiology assistants instead of radiologist assistants. But neither here or there. Let's get into the episode. Late in 1895, Wilhelm Conrad Rentgen first noticed the strange effect which led to the announcement of his discovery of X-ray. 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 They remained a mystery even to the scientists. That is how they got their name. X for the unknown. Welcome back, everybody. Catholic junkies. Today, this is... Usually, we're pretty lighthearted and uh, go into the usual goofy banter. But in lieu of a particular article that really didn't set in my my tum tum area really well, um, we're just is going a, to is it a butthole burner? <laughs> it's definitely a butthole burner. Like it's, I'm gonna burn it up. It's gonna be fire. And it's going to be Volcano Butt style. It's happening. Eddie ain't going to like you in the break room. Eddie's not going to like me in the break room. Um, he doesn't even go to that break room, but he still cries about it. He's like, you know, there's other bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> anywho. anywho. Okay. Anyways, back to what we're supposed to be doing. Come on, John. Focus. Serious. No, but seriously, it is a a topic. If you, as you guys know, if you are a follower of us, we we like to incorporate comedy with factual educational passion. Ab- advocacy. There you go, advocacy. Thank you, John. Perfect, because that's our language that we speak. Um, John and I. Well, John's a little different. I <laughs> myself and Patrick. And Eddie, we don't do professionalism to a T, you know, only if we have to. But that's not our gig. So we want to be entertaining. So today, you got Rosie Rosilla. We got John. And we don't have Patrick. Uh, We miss him. We don't have Eddie. He's crickets. So, (laughs) no, I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. He's not here either. We you know we missed both of them. They gave us our blessing to do this episode because this is a very special episode that we wanted to do. It's been a long time coming. This is something that uh, needed to be done and said. We've been we we started Catholic Jockeys for a reason, and the reason is to be outspoken and finally and finally speak out. And uh, we have today's guests. Um, you guys might know them. It's a they are great friends of ours. Um, welcome the collaboration RA. Woo! Thank clap, you clap, guys clap, for clap, having clap, us. Clap, clap. <laughs> yeah. So we Hello. got in in the hot seat. Uh, we got Marceline and Reese, uh, the co-hosts of Collaboration RA. So give it up to them. Thank you guys. Uh, 
I'm really excited to be on an all man podcast because my voice is very deep. So I'm just going to be one of the guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not that deep. <laughs> Speaking very... talk like Patrick. <laughs> Speaking we, we... as someone who's co-hosts an all man podcast, <laughs> this, this, this is just par for the course. It's uh, it's great. So. <laughs> I can hang. We can get some. We can get some AI Marceline on here if you want. Oh goodness! <laughs> Believe it or not, I am pretty funny. I think, although probably not. I think I am, anyways. I think you're hilarious in a dry, serious way. <laughs> He's like, you're hilarious in a non-funny way. No, yes, yeah. No, not true. I think she is hilarious. You just have to yeah, understand not... Marceline and her, uh, what do you call it? Her, uh, their Mike point. Mike Mike no, no, no. The punchline. <laughs> I guess it's the punchline. It's the so it's I, her punchline. I say so, a lot of jokes that people may not know that they're a joke or not, and they'll kind of stare at you for a second, like, is she serious or is it a joke? And then I just let them figure it out on their own. Look, um, and the, then I say a lot of stupid shit. So. <laughs> the way the climate is right now, you never know, right? We never know. Mm-hmm. Everyone's a little bit too on edge with, with certain things, so you don't know who's joking or not. Oh yeah, might no, get in totally. trouble. Like, hey, this might be funny. This might be offensive. It's up to you to figure out which. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now nowadays, I go and when someone tells a joke, I'm like, I think that might be a joke. I don't laugh, and I like Homer Simpson meme it into the bushes, back and then the, I shut the door, up. and then I laugh. I'm like, that was a joke. It's hilarious. <laughs> but anyways, welcome, welcome, you guys. We're so honored to have you guys on. You know, we got the the two mega voices now for our profession. Again, welcome, Cather Jockeys. How do you guys feel about this? I feel great. Unity. <laughs> in the words of Rick James. Unity. <laughs> Does that mean we're honorary jockeys at this point? You guys are honorary jockeys. <laughs> Reese, you've already been an honorary jockey. It is, you came on. Yeah, it is now this is, collaboration this is jockeys. I just got my strap, so. Col- collaboration Perfect. collaboration jockeys. Did you get it? That yes. was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all day, joke. guys. I'll be here all day. Oh, it was And there's my sense of humor. On a serious note, let's get into it. This is a segment we like to call In Our Opinion. In Our Opinion. John, what do we got? Uh, so today we're going to be kind of recapping um, a article that recently just came out in a magazine, uh, kind of overviewing the use of non-physician providers in radiology and kind of how biased us as radiologist assistants um, kind of feel slighted by how this article presents us in the light and um, just kind of some of the misinformation and misinterpretation and just kind of how some of that all is spread. When our voice is not understood, our profession gets damaged by it. There was a recent publication in Health Imaging magazine on kind of a, a review or synopsis on their impression or take on a journal 
article that is going to be published in Current Problems in Diagnostic Radiology regarding growing pains of non-physician providers in radiology. And so what we'd like to do today is just kind of clear the air and kind of go through the article and correct the article and give it some factual basis because it compares nurse practitioners, physician assistants, and then radiologist assistants and kind of on education and if we belong in radiology and better promote how effective and efficient and use we can be in the field of radiology. So in the health imaging digital magazine article, they go into six basically takes if you were to integrate one of these NPPs into practice. And there was a few, you know, points, uh, mainly just kind of like heads up for the radiologist if you're going to use it. There's problems, some problems with reimbursement, 85% versus 100% and what warrants 100%. But the main thing we kind of were taking it back is, is that they're radiology specific training. They have since kind of updated the article since we first first came out. But at first, it basically said there's no training for any mid-level provider for radiology. And so that that was an issue and that there was no radiology-specific training for them. And so that basically was them raising the red flags. And we all know as radiology assistants, our whole career has been radiology from students in x-ray school to becoming radiologic technologists to further education in other modalities to obtaining bachelor's degree. And then us as radiology assistants, even further pursuing getting a master's degree um, level education and at minimum bachelor's education, depending on when you became certified. And we spent two years training directly alongside radiologists, learning procedures, learning imaging, learning pathophysiology and learning the skill sets on what it takes to be an efficient member and offer a high level of patient care to patients in radiology while allowing our radiologists to stick to what they're great at and not that they're not great at procedures or anything else, but allow them to read more films, read more studies and provide overall better care for all the patients in the hospitals and not having to take the time constraints as to get up out of the chair, as they say. And so I think from there, uh, I'll pass it over to you guys and kind of get your opinions on some of the things about the article and kind of let you speak speak to the, some of the information that was in here on kind of what the air needs to be cleared further on. Before we dive in, I would like to make mention that everybody's voice matters. And in this scenario, it proved very well. All the people who commented on the Facebook page where that article was posted, all the people who commented on the LinkedIn page where that article was posted, they absolutely did hear us and they did do the edits. So I know we talk about advocacy. We talk about voices mattering. And this was an excellent display of asking for something, proving the education component behind it, and then following through with that. So when we talk about advocacy and we talk about people's voices mattering, this was an excellent example of it. It it may not be, you know, 100%, but at least we educated a little bit. And that was the process. That was kind of my takeaway immediately from it is that, yes, we did get heard maybe not to the extent that we 
should be heard. And that's what we're doing here today. Right. And uh, in saying that, I'm actually a little disappointed mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the amount of um, commenting on it. And and it's just, it was, it's a little disheartening, you know, seeing that and, and posting this article and, and, and just me just waiting for a reaction. A handful of us made the comments and rebuttal, wrote emails to the editor and stuff like that. And that made the change. Mm-hmm. Handful of us, handful mm-hmm. of us. Mm-hmm. What disheartens me is that I didn't see any more from our own colleagues. I can get chastised for making this comment. I don't care, but it's the truth. I I see it. You know, if people are willing to make a comment on if a certain store or discontinue a product, you know, but I didn't see one person outside of our normal group mention anything. Our our motto with Catherine Jockeys is, hey, man, you don't have to sit there and call the president. You just got to do the minimum. And what's the minimum? This is your opportunity. The minimum is to be a keyboard warrior. That's all you got to do. That's it. Because the if there is a number of people just saying, hey, I don't like it. One line. That's just, this is completely wrong. You know how much of an impact I can make instead of the 10 people? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I get it. I totally get it. It's been a long battle. The people who have been doing it a little longer, we went into this not knowing any of this behind-the-scenes issues, right? Nor did we know what was going to happen in the future. Yeah, it was disheartening. You know, everybody's gone through the stage of um, feeling upset, angry, and, you know, the whole five stages of grief type of deal. But guess what? We stood up, continue on going. Mm-hmm. And to the people I hang out with or my friends or close colleagues of mine, I'm so very happy to call my close friends into a profession that was, for me, it was very hard to even accomplish myself. And now I'm sitting here advocating. My dream wasn't to sit here and try to be the voice of a profession. It wasn't. But for some reason, no one else was truly doing it and connecting to other people. So I had to sit there and play, hey, you know what? I'm going to gather my friends and these people have the same values. Let's let's do it. I know they see it unless they ignored it, whatever. But, you know, I'm asking for the minimum, the minimum. You can comment, dislike, write an email. No one's asking you to do all the legislative stuff. We're already we're already doing that. We're going to continue on doing it. You don't have to. If you give up on that part, fine. You know, hate me, love me, I don't care. But it's the truth. And if you can't do the minimum, then what are you doing? You're just basically saying, hey, you don't deserve it. I'm going to continue on fighting for us. You don't have to, but I will. And when that day comes, which it will, I'll be there and I'll celebrate. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, it comes down to respect. The old golden saying, respect is not given, it's earned. If you as RTs, if you as RAs, if you as anybody in your lifetime want to be respected, you have to earn it. Right. So you get so many people complaining, we're not respected, we're not valued. They're talking about the RA, they're talking about this. 
well, say defend us. Yeah. Say something. Do something. Respect I, yourself I'm first. Percent on that. Yeah. And I advocate. Got no problem. Exactly. Doing what that. I was going to say is if if you're not respecting every ounce of time that you have put into your career and all the goals you have achieved just to become a technologist, to become a radiologist assistant or RPA, you have to be a voice and being a voice outside of just going, going to work um, and coming home. Uh, Our profession is still young and we're still growing. And in order to be respected, we have to demand to be respected and prove that we can be we, we are vital. We are important. And every one of you that goes to work every day knows that no one can do our job. We have the knowledge. We have all the skill sets required to do our jobs and provide excellent care because we've been through it all. We've gone through years of clinicals, years of education, and we have to be able to put ourselves out there and take the chance so that our name is common. It's household name that when someone says, oh, what's a NP? What's a PA? What's a CRNA? They all know what those things are, even if you're not in the medical field. And that's the level that we need to get to as RAs and radiology mid-levels that people have to know us so that people can feel comfortable with us doing what we've been trained to do. 100%. 100%. That's what what we're doing this for is to give our profession a megaphone so that we can be well-known, we can be respected, we can be treated as medical professionals. We've earned this, and we need we deserve to be on the same stage as everyone else. Our numbers as RAs are not anywhere near the MPs or PAs, but they had to start at the same spot we are, and we will be there one day, but we have to keep pushing so that we are the mid-level providers for radiology and so that we can be a part of the collaboration and collaborative effort in radiology uh, and in the hospital and communities out there. I like what Roosevelt said, what what we're calling what the minimal effort, right? So I think as a whole, we could do a whole lot better being a, a voice for our own self. Like when Rosie said, it had the usual players. The, the main ones that are keeping up the fight, essentially, don't don't just look at it as like, oh, well, I have these guys to do it for me. No, you got you got to help us out. Exactly. <laughs> like we yeah. need help, man. Yeah. <laughs> like we want to we want to sleep at night too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we, we Every, want to. Everybody's been silent. We've set a routine. Everything's been silent for so long. That mm-hmm. is our routine. So what you're yep. having to do is trying to pull people out of a routine and say, hey, it's good. It's good. Come out. We've been doing this podcast for a year. You guys have been doing your podcast for a year. We're all still alive. Right. We all still yeah. got jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, and that's... so we've continued to let them say whatever they want to. Yeah. That's changing. Yeah. That's and no, so, and, and no one, such a good point. Yeah. No one's told us no. <laughs> well, yeah. and you know, they don't have to like us. They don't have yeah. to like us, but we can say the truth. Yeah. We yeah. can say what's out there and you can prove the facts. And now we no longer have to sit by and be an innocent bystander to our own execution. 100%. Yep. Yeah. 100%. If you guys think the ship's the ship's sinking, go out there, man. Cannons mm-hmm. a blazing. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, 
if no it's not so she sent us a a very good quote today and it's very fitting not just for this episode but for all of radiology as far as moving forward um and the quote was um it was posted online. I'll, I'll even shout him out. Alex uh, Sherbakov uh, posted a quote by Frederick Wilcox. It says, progress always involves risk. You can't steal second base and keep your foot on first. So, you know, you got to take that chance. And, you know, if we got to try something new because what we've been doing hasn't been working. So we got to keep pushing forward and we got to take the chance and take the risk, you know, and try and steal second try and steal home is what the ultimate goal is. Um, and so, you know, that's what we're here for trying to make awareness and trying to get everyone else involved so that we can be the voice that pushes us uh, across the finish line. And we're not advocating for anything that's changed. That's we're the not, funny thing. We're, we're not we're, advocating is, for, we're not advocating for stealing. <laughs> no one's stealing oh. anything. I'm just going to borrow this. No, but the reality <laughs> is, <laughs> This, you know, the radiology, the RPA and the RA came together in 2010. So let's use that as the most current date. Although it hadn't changed, the RPA role model had been the same up until that point. When they came together in 2010, what we're advocating for today, nothing has changed. Yeah. So we're not advocating for something new. We're advocating for stuff that we didn't advocate for several years ago. And I think that's what people have to understand. Nothing's changed about us. Our scope of practice is still the same. Everything is still the same. It's just this time around, we're saying you can't say that about us. And this is what we have been. Agreed. Yep. You know, you can, you can only listen to so many podcasts or read so many articles of, of just misinformed um, individuals just spouting off and what bothers me is that they feel like their arrogance feels like they can just do it. I've built a a good network. I've done well for my local community. The physicians know who I am. Physicians know what I am. My attendings and my group know who and what I am and what I can bring to the table. So I've said, you know what? If I say the truth, what's the worst thing that can happen to me? All I'm doing is spouting stuff that's already there, that's proven. You know, there's no slander. There's no liable. There's nothing. There's just, this is what this person said. This is the truth. And you know how we work? Here it is. So I just got tired of being quiet. And I called John. I called Patrick. I called Eddie. I was like, hey, man, let's just do this and create cathode jockeys. And my thing is that if you're not going to be disruptive in the culture. You're just being complicit to what's going on. Mm-hmm. So if you're just going to comply to what's what's been happening, then you've right. already given up. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's not okay. Who was the one spending all nighter studying, or writing a paper, or doing your thesis, or your capstone? It wasn't your brother or whoever. It was you yourself. You did it. Mm-hmm. And the money, it wasn't free. And what you're doing is allowing others to tell you your worth. And you shouldn't do that. And Mm -hmm. that's what I got tired of. I was like, no, man, can't do it. You know what? I spent so long. I cried at two o'clock in the morning finishing this 
freaking thesis. I'm getting yelled at by my professors and attendings. I was like, nope, nope. I didn't go through all that for nothing. And all this training and, you know, memorization and applying the practice and getting the ridicule and criticism from other other professionals. I was like, no, nope. I didn't pay 80 some thousand dollars or to be in 80 some thousand dollars in debt just to be like, <laughs> I know. It's just an arbitrary number that I was trying to be safe with, not scare somebody to go to school. But you're right. You're leaving money on the table. If you don't advocate, if you think about how much you paid in education, how much you paid in this, as an RA, if you're not advocating everything that you have done there, they will give your role to somebody else. Mm-hmm. They're already doing it. Yeah. I was laid off for it. I was replaced. You know, so it happens. And the thing about it is that RTs don't realize is that bubble getting paid a lot of money right now and being in demand, it'll eventually slow down. The way they're going to speed it up is by lowering education. Mm-hmm. By lowering education, you also lower how much money is going to go into your pocket every two weeks when you get paid. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a lot of realities that I think people have to understand. And I'm not saying it's going to happen, but we're seeing it happen in a couple of states right now. So get on the ASRT website, look up there where they're doing all their legislation. Take a look at those bills, see what you like, see what you don't. But I'm telling you, things are changing. Right. And if people don't get up. Mm. Mm. No one wants to look at the macro view of things, you know, and, and which is understandable. I get it. But I mean, it's important to understand. I've always done like long game stuff, prep myself for potential issues just to make sure I'm very prepared if stuff happens. And a lot of people don't, which they shouldn't. Man, it's not fair to call people out and say, oh, well, you know, um, you're doing it wrong or you're not doing this, you're not doing that. That's that's easy to do. But we as a whole didn't go into it knowing that this was maybe an issue. You know, to be fair, we get it. We've been there. But we're here. It's done. So now what? It happened. I can't claim that. I knew it was an issue when I went through the program in 2006 and I knew I was going to have to fight. Like you said, it's how you go into it and what's your takeaway from it? I'm still fighting. Still going to, you know? My issue was I knew it, but I also knew a certain society was behind us too. At the time, which I thought was a prestigious society, but over the years, they proved me wrong every day. So that's the reason why I continued going into this route because I love radiology and I was like, oh, this society has our backing. This is what they want. I was like, no brainer. But let's get people the facts. Quote, our current issue is that there is currently no radiology specific standardized training program for NPPs. No, no, no source, no reference, nothing. Just laying it out there. That's what the article said. So can I hit this one? Yeah, go ahead. So like I posted on our social media, I think it's really important for people who don't know who we are and don't know what we do. We start off as radiologic technologists. We complete our two years to get certified through the ARRT. We had completed a total of about 3,200 clinical hours. Then to go on to become an RA, you have to have a minimum of two to five years work experience. Then you have to have a bachelor's degree. 
then at that point, you can apply if you've done your prerequisites to go through the RA program. Once you get into the RA program, it's another two, two and a half year course. You do another 3,200 clinical hours, this time procedural based, on top of everything that you do clinically. Your clinic is done there with your radiologist, and then you leave campus. Um, I think for me, it was almost once a month or every six weeks. I had to fly into Utah to do my clinical stuff. Same thing goes for other RAs. They go on site to do their clinical stuff. So I think what's really important is for you to become an RA, your clinical hours alone are about 6,400. By the time you've completed your RT and you've gone on to do this, and you're talking about a substantial amount of time, it's not something that we just gun straight through. The other thing that I want to note is anyone who wants to look at our education, there are six programs. I have them listed on our LinkedIn and it's Loma Linda, Rutgers University, Weber State University, Wichita Falls. Um, what's the other one that I'm Chapel Hill? Um, and I may be missing one more, but there's they're out there. All you have to do is Google search radiologist assistant and it's gonna pull it up. If you search radiology assistant, you're gonna get something totally different because it's not what we are. This is what they labeled us as. When he looked up his stuff in PubMed, if you Google radiologist assistant in PubMed, There are at least a handful of articles that explain our education, explain that we are a technologist before. And I think that is where the educational component on their side of doing this got missed. Mm -hmm. One, they didn't get our name correct. And two, they didn't Google us. If you you look at what he looked for through PubMed, none of it's in there. It, It wouldn't even attempted to look for the radiologist assistant. So to say that we're not educated or that we don't have the understanding or knowledge or concept of radiology, whoa, we can blow that one out of the water. We got a lot of experience in it. I do it every day. I've been doing it 23 years. Mm-hmm. I have a ton of experience in radiology, just as you guys do. So I just wanted to point that out. That's great. I mean, it needs to be pointed out. Even till this day, I have to sit there when there's shifts in like programs or like EMRs and stuff like that. And we have non-clinical um, people trying to justify our our job description and no one knows what it is. They're trying to tell me what my job description is, you know, like even one was like using the RA name for other mid-levels that just happens to, to work in radiology. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, well, they work in radiology, so they're an RA. I'm like, mm, no, let's stop there because my test was nine hours long with an essay. So it's, it's a whole certification process, you know, and f- I took two boards. You can't call yourself that. Just like I don't call myself those other entities and other professions. You know what I mean? Well, they have this such and such degree. All right, well, 18 years in this profession or even longer. The fact that I have to sit there and say, hey, here's my transcripts from school a long time ago. Here's my current transcripts and here's my topic for my dissertation. Here's all the pharmacology classes I've taken. Um, here's the clinical hours. Here's the experience. Here's the, the attendings that I've worked under who are fellowship trained. That's when they're like, oh, but still. I'm like, what do you what do you mean? But still, like I have more education and background in radiology and, and medicine than most of your people try you are trying to credential right now. Yep. It's like what do you, and I have a certification in VI 
it makes me more warranted to be an IR or, you know, in that aspect. Well, that's what they say is ignorance is bliss, right? So no matter what, if just because they don't know us, they're always going to doubt us. But the whole time I knew that was going to happen, like I had it all prepped. I was like, here's my scope of practice. <laughs> I did a, I got a whole folder, transcripts here, this, 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 this. I was ready. I was like, here you go. Here's the email. Here's the state statutes. Here's this. That's it. I don't need to research anything. I was already prepared. You think this is my first rodeo of explaining what I am and who I am? Crazy. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) This was indeed Roosevelt's second rodeo. (laughs) (laughs) This is my, let me count every quarter that I've gone through this stuff, you know. But what what do we leave off? I mean, it's very hypocritical because he cites an article where it's like, RAs have no no worse complication rates than fellows and attendings for vascular access or something reports. And then he goes down and is like, RAs don't do procedures. Yeah, it says in there that it's not biased. I mean, didn't even look us up. How is it not biased? It says RAs are not directly trained for clinical performance and thus have less clinical acumen as their training is focused in image interpretation. Yeah. I can't interpret anything. Mm-mm. No, and it's part right? of our. I can't interpret. It's part anything. of our scope of practice. And in 2009, the ASRT and the ACR put together a white paper. Um, I believe the ACR was part of it, but I know that it says in there that we follow the ACR standards. The states that recognize us, we cannot provide any type of final read. We can do initial observations. You're doing a procedure. I can go back and tell my radiologist, you know, hey, this is what I saw during the examination. They get to make the final report off of our discussion between me and my supervising radiologist. Correct. We don't make interpretations. And that's very clear, very outlined. Um, You can look up ASRT's scope of practice standards for the RA. It is there. None of us are trying to hide that fact. None of us are doing anything that we shouldn't be. Right. Um, And we're not advocating for that. I mean, we're just not advocating. And I think that's like a lot of people that are against mid-levels in radiology is their fear that we're going to take their jobs or we're going to steal business from them somehow. The RA has, from the beginning, never been one to go out and say, hey, we want to interpret images. We want to read this. We want to do that so that we can be independent. We don't want to be right. autonomous. We're a radiologist led team and we strictly work for you. We're all that we want to work for because our whole career has been based off radiology. So we have no other interest or alignments with anyone else to work other than for a radiologist. And I know for myself, I never want to be in that position to where I'm forced to interpret images and make diagnoses because I know in myself, even though out of all the training that I went through, I still would not feel comfortable making that final decision because they've had that experience and they're responsible for that. They had the, you know, the subspecialty in that specific area. And if I were to say that, then you know, I should be, I should have MD by my name and I don't. Right. And so, but that's what we, that's what we offer is where we're part of their team in order to 
just like radiologic technologists, we gather the information so that they can do their job. Or Correct. we make it more efficient for them by doing a fluor- fluoroscopy procedure, by doing the lesser non-invasive procedures so that we can be more, they can be more efficient at the higher level uh, imaging or procedures. I think another important thing to hit home on that is regardless of how many procedures you're doing, right? Let's say I do 18 fluoroscopy cases a day. None of them require a personal supervision, right? Upper GIs. Okay, let's say I do 18 of those. Our radiologists are still involved in the patient's care. Our radiologists Mm. are still involved with them. Maybe not at the depth of being there and physically present throughout the entire examination, but when they see something that maybe is an abnormal finding, they do come in. Sometimes they want to see it with their own eyes. Sometimes they want to just talk to the patient. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, if a patient tells me, no, I haven't had surgery, but I'm seeing something different, of course my radiologist is going to get up. But now they have more time available that they can do that. So to say that we're going to replace a radiologist, one, you have to have that direct supervision, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, no matter what, a radiologist is going to be with me. But to say that we're going to replace them, we're making them more efficient. So they have that one-on-one time with patients when those moments are really necessary. But at the same time, they're not missing out on the critical things that are requiring their attention. And that's huge to bring home. They're hitting big RVUs. They're getting to meet their numbers. They're getting to be less stressed. And they're not being boggled down with modified barium swallows. Right. So you mentioned 2019 where these societies came together and said, hey, this is, you know, we're not going to interpret. That's because they had to right? In 2009, sorry. Um, I was like 19. Sorry, sorry. In 2009, (laughs) right. So that's because they had to. They had to say it like politically, I guess. But it's always been that way since the conception. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There was no time when we're like, yeah, we're going to replace this person, make the final interpretation. We're going to forget radiologists. That's not Mm -hmm. true. And and We were always meant to run run beside them. Absolutely. 100%. Mm-hmm. And and the narrative that people push now and it's and it's just f- for some reason it's just current. I don't know if it's the new radiologists that are doing it and convincing all the 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 uh, the older generation. I I don't know, but regardless, it's it's not true whatsoever, and it's never oh. been that way. It goes back to advocacy, right? You say it enough times, you do it right. enough times, it becomes routine. They've said it enough times, enough times, enough times. This article was written probably, most likely, in my opinion, off of what he has heard versus what is actually there. Right. There's a ton of misinformed articles Mm -hmm. that accumulated to this article now. And again, no fault to the author. But however, there is fault that I'm putting blame on to the, the, the journal and the digital magazine. So those are supposed to be reputable, quote unquote, publications. It shows it's pretty blatant right there that they don't even know. And the fact that they don't even I don't know if either they're just biased or they just don't know about radiologist assistance. And that's what just confuses. Well, no, I I don't know know if any of y'all have actually taken the actual time to look at the actual sources. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, the resources he's included for this paper. Let's look at them. 2004, 2009, 2007, 2010, 2010, 2015. Oh, there's one from 2020, 
two. But notice none of them. Oh, another one. From none of them have any. Two thousand eight. Yeah. And none of them have anything to do with radiologist assistant. Mm-hmm. Like none of them. Yeah, there's twenty one um, sources, you know, and none of them were. So, I would. Think so that- your your sources are outdated, on average mm-hmm. by ten years. Average. Nothing post COVID or during mm-hmm. COVID, which is I I feel like was when. A lot of things really picked up for us, despite the mm-hmm. global pandemic. You know, yeah, um, it's so funny when it's a different ball game when when uh, when COVID yeah. happens and you got to do a COVID patient and they're like, you know what? All hands on deck. Send the RA. Send, send the, the RA. Send the in. And I'm over here like, hey, you know, I'm a human being too. Like, I don't want to be a part of this either. But, you know, yeah, it's yeah. okay. It's my job. I got gotcha. you. I got to take care of these patients also too, you know. Yeah. Hey, you do that bedside. I'll, I'll watch them here. Yeah. My radiologist were, I know everybody's going to hate me for this, but we were a team. We all did it together. Sorry. Don't hate me, everybody. When, when we would go in, That's when okay. we would go in and do stuff, they were very much a part of the team. I mean, if it was a swallow study, of course, they're not going in for that. They don't so, so need I, to. Yeah. Okay. But when it was something that may require hands-on and they would maybe have to come in and help out patients very difficult, they came in with me. No questions asked. You mean you mean no no one joined you on the aerosolizing yeah. modified no. swallow? <laughs> where when everyone aspirates, yeah. they cough COVID right yeah. in your face. They didn't want to they didn't want to join. Shout you out to the bit. SLPs for having to deal with that all day, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. G2, too, yeah, they, they don't get any credit. So shout out to SLPs for that too. Yep. The point I'm trying to make is not to sit there and like crap on like radiologists or anything. I'm just trying to point out the hypocrisy mm-hmm. of it. They're just being hypocritical when it comes to certain things with us. You know what I mean? So like certain job duties is beneath them, but that's that person's job and it's that person's job. Let's say I changed my title. I'm back working as an RT. Oh, okay. Yeah. Roosevelt can, can, can do this now. No, it's okay. He's an RT. Go ahead and, and do this NG tube. If I change my my title as an RA, they're like, "Well, you know, he's an RA. He's just gonna take our job." I'm like, for, so for that's what? a that's a perfect example. Whenever I had lost my position as an RA because of the billing and everything that came into question, and I was replaced with a PA again, at no fault of my own, at no fault of my radiologist, they didn't know what to do with an RPA at that point, and. As soon as I stepped into the RT role as supervisor, well, who did they want to do their fluoroscopy on the weekends? Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. It was really hard to tell people, I can't do that. You can't utilize me in that capacity. If I'm not good enough for you to bill for during the week, I'm not good enough for you to bill for on the weekend. Yep. Yeah, it's okay to cherry pick when when, when you want us to do their (laughs) advantage. And that's, I will say, during the whole COVID pandemic, we had a huge like line drawn in the sand difference between our interventional radiologist and our diagnostic radiologist. The interventional radiologists were there front lines having to do the same thing we were, mm-hmm. but the DRs who lean on us the most for fluoroscopy and some of the non-invasive procedures, we weren't allowed to take vacation. We weren't allowed to take days off. They were reading from home. Because they didn't want to be at the hospital, whether or not they were seeing patients or not. And it carries on to their just radiologist job problem as a whole is they've now created an environment where they can read from home, make the same amount of money, do whatever they want, tele-read, night-read, pick their own shifts. 
and no one wants to work in the hospital. So they want the best of both worlds, whether you're academia or private practice, they still want all of these perks, but then they don't want to recognize the people that are willing to do the work so that you can have those perks. Right. I want to also point out that if you're a radiologist who have no idea, all your you know is PAs, MPs, and CRNAs, and you don't like RAs. Okay, let's 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 go that route. We always get mentioned and compared to apples and oranges. It's never it's never it's never apples to apples, and that's what frustrates me. So they always bring up the point about CRNAs, CRNAs with the anesthesiologist. No. You can't do that. No, no. What you need to do is anesthesiologist and anesthesiologist assistants. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that mm-hmm. anesthesiologist has their own. And the reason why they're not in the news or making a, a ruckus is because they're working under the anesthesiologist. They're doing what they were developed to do. Mm-hmm. There's no trying to be autonomous like they think that we're going to do. And there's also... Pathologist I mean, why, assistants. Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. Why would you compare an anesthesiologist to right. a radiologist? Exactly. Well, they they say they say doing. look at history. History repeats itself. And I said this on one of our episodes recently, the very beginning. If you say history re- repeats itself, you have to actually look at the history. Right. The history of the RA has not changed since the start of it, for one. But let's go back to 2010. Let's make that our start whenever everything combined and we were all called radiologist assistant. The RA has not changed, has not deviated in how many years? So if you're looking at history repeating itself, our history isn't doing nothing. Matter of fact, our history is taking us backwards because we're not talking. Right. But we definitely have not changed anything that we're doing. We have not tried to go against our laws. We have not tried to go against Florida has one of the oldest laws. Florida law has not changed since it was set in place. Mm-hmm. So come on. Come on. If history is going to repeat itself, I'm waiting for history to happen. Yeah. Like what the heck is our history doing? We're just standing in place, running in circles. Good for well, you. It's not because sure we're repeating. they are unaware at the specific mid-levels for the specialty anesthesiologist assistance yeah no commotion because they're already doing what they're supposed to be doing they're not looking to be autonomous either you have pathologist assistance yeah pathologist assistance they're the uh, mid-levels for the pathologist it's a thing oh and there's no drama with them anesthesia assistance pathology assistance no drama (laughs) i'm a little jealous yeah. So the only issue that AAs have is not with the anesthesiologist. Mm-hmm. Their issue is with other outside professions. That's it. But not one with the anesthesiologist, period. I think it comes down to radiologist choice again. Uh, it comes down to anesthesia's choice. Do they want to hire an anesthesia assistant or do they want to hire a CRNA? Well, it depends on what they want to do. Uh, Same thing goes with radiology practices. If you're needing a space that's more independent and a PA, nurse practitioners, great. If you need somebody who's going to run along and assist your day flow, an RA, great. Again, it comes down to what does your practice need to be successful, to succeed, to get the patients taken care of in the manner in which they should be taken care of. And that should be determined at a practice level. Mm -hmm. 
AAs were developed in like 60s and 70s. Let's talk about why they're scared it's going to happen. Is a anesthesiologist can not currently function in a hospital and make the same amount of money if they had to be present for every single case. The demands of our healthcare system is so broken that mm-hmm. they have they have to duplicate themselves in ten different places. So you may find one anesthesiologist who runs their own practice and have 10 CRNAs or AAs working for them so that they can make the same amount of money that they're doing. And as reimbursements get cut, their volumes go up. They need to work harder and they don't want to change their lifestyle and compensate for what's happening in the healthcare environment. And whether you're in academia or not, the job still has to get done one way or the other. And so the only solution is to split yourself and use people that are appropriately trained to help you do your job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's such an easy solution for them. And this is what I'm going to say. This is the best solution for the radiologists. And I know you guys are going to say, oh, hire RAs. It's not true. I'm <laughs> not going there. But here's what I am going to say is take a huge pay cut. And hire more radiologists. Exactly. Uh, That's it. Make your 100 and something grand a year. Maybe, maybe 200. Maybe 200 grand a year. You can hire all the radiologists you want to do that job. So let's let's talk about that. If it's come to monetary stuff, I guarantee you're like, "Mm, I'd like to see all the radiologists who agree to that raise their hands because I guarantee you... I, I, you'd be pretty hard pressed to find a radiologist to agree to that. Well, that's that's, that's, that's getting... the that's the solution. If they if they really want to yeah. do it, that's the that's the solution. But I'm not. I'm just trying to make a point that the way our healthcare system is going now, this is what it is. The reason why we were developed is because of this time, a period in time now with the shortage. Mm-hmm. You it's know, exactly I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be serious for a moment about that. Like it's this is why. Because your fears that you're trying to perpetuate right now, you're pointing it towards the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. You have the solution yeah. here yeah. that you have literally a hand in. You come to the meetings, you help make the scope of practice. All the other entities, the radiology society doesn't have a hand in. Well, I think it's important to note that they sit at the top of the table. They sit at the yeah. head of the table and they help make the decisions for the RA. An RA scope of practice cannot be changed without it being signed off on, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I think the other thing that's really important is that out of all the mid-levels, we are the only one that is trained and credentialed and certified to perform x-rays, mm-hmm. correct? 100%. They can go on and get further training. We are the only mid-level or extender that is specifically trained as it relates to radiology, to radiation protection, to imaging pathophysiology, to understanding the depth of not only what we're seeing, but what we're doing. The other thing that makes us unique within radiology is all of our years as an x-ray tech, we see every complication. We see complications from surgery. We see complications from lines being placed at the floor. We see complications in every part and every aspect of medicine. They come to radiology and they get fixed. An RA absolutely has a certain level of fear in them because we know complication exists. Mm -hmm. I've seen it for 23 years throughout my career. There are things in radiology that an RA, that an RT, that 
an MRI tech, that a CT tech, all of us know these things in the back of our mind, they exist. So I think we bring a different level of how we practice, why we don't want to practice autonomously. Right. There is an in-depth understanding of everything within radiology. Right. I have a saying that I've always said to my attendings and people and other RAs and anybody. Um, I tell them that I am a shitty radiologist. 100%. (laughs) However. I'd never make it. However, I'm a damn good RA. Period. I'm I'm there to help provide a service that I went to school for. Mm -hmm. But for... For a person who's looked up to, you know, the radiologists, you know, their whole young career, it's, it's, it was, it's been very polarizing and eye opening for me throughout my later years. And I have a different uh, outlook and perspective. I'm a little jaded at the whole situation, but, but it's this, these situations that's got, got me here. Mm -hmm. I've never once I've ever said that, Hey, yeah. I'm way better than the radiologist and mm-hmm. doing this stuff because I know with my experience and the amount of education and radiology that you have to have and knowledge that you have to have, I'm like, no way. Even though, even if I've been doing it for almost two decades, I'm, I'm like, nope, can't do it. Nope. Can't well, do that it. brings me back to what I said in the beginning. I don't care if you don't like us. Just don't like me for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I'm not taking your job. Actually, I think uh, practices that hire RAs or mid-levels thrive. But anyways, yep. um, I'm not offering final interpretations or whatever they are wanting to call it. I'm not offering that. My scope of practice hasn't changed. And I'm not advocating for anything other than what I've already been advocating for for the past 20 years. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Again, that's the whole point of this episode. It's like, dude, don't perpetuate false information. Yeah. If you're going to say stuff, give real reasons, but don't say that. Don't give false information. The information's out there. It's easy. Like this is this was just basic research. And to me, here's, here's how, how I feel. People don't see us at a certain level. So their arrogance proceed their research and thinking of who we are so oh radiology assistants they're not gonna say anything they're not good they don't need to be in this realm of medicine even though we're we've been developed by the radiologists i have a completely different take and there we go i think our education absolutely does scare them absolutely 100 percent. we're very well educated Yes, I think it does scare them, and that's okay to say. Mm. But our state laws and our legislation and our white paper that is attached to the back of all of our credentialing that says we cannot offer final reports and interpretations, the state laws, because they included the RPA in that. Just so people understand, because they'll bring that up, RPA different than RA, was 2009 when the white paper came out about offering final reads. We'll never be allowed to. We'll never be allowed to because individuals sit atop our board all together, unanimously, all of our societies, all of ours, radiologists included. And so, yeah, I think our education scares them. But we've done things in place to safeguard it so that it shouldn't have to. So to say that I am well-educated and that's why you don't like me, that one I can take. Mm. Well, and the other thing is that if they 
just embraced who we are as providers, they would see that, you know, we are on the same team and mm -hmm. they Absolutely. have the ultimate basically control on our scope. So if you want radiology to stay in radiology, a radiologist assistant is no better name for radiology. And mm -hmm. by just embracing us, basically resolve all the fear, because if they knew and understand us and know what we're here for, what we're not for, then our role would be a lot more delineated and there would be no second guessing on how great we are and efficient we are and what we bring to the table as radiologist assistants. Right. I've never seen an RA who's worked with a radiologist in my 17-year career where a radiologist has come forward and said they suck. I've never seen a radiologist come forward and say they took my job. I've never seen a radiologist say, I don't want to work with you. I've heard praises. I've heard them sing our praises. I've heard them thank us many times. I've heard them openly talk about how great we are within their practices. So if people look at the history of us and they look at the design of us, it hasn't changed in X number of years, but also nobody's come forward who's worked with us and said, don't do it. Yeah. When the narrative comes up, it's always about the superficial stuff, like the glory stuff, right? Oh, the data work and all this stuff. But you forget that we're also putting small bowel feeding tubes that take forever sometimes. We're doing NG tubes. We're doing all these patients with um, droplet precautions. Um, we're doing barium enemas. We're doing HSDs. We're doing sinus tract fistulas. Let's, I mean, because if we're going to bring that up, don't worry about the paras and thoras and thyrobopsy. Let's let's talk about the stuff, the real stuff that we do more, right? <laughs> so let's let's talk about the butts yeah, and I, guts. Uh, you know, if if there's a if there's a radiologist, especially a radiologist who I'm not who I don't work with regularly, I always give them the option. I was like, hey, I can do this um, if you would like. Uh, if if you don't want, if you want to do the work. That's fine by me as well. It's a, it's entirely up to you. Um, I'll I'll even do the work up for you. I'll make it easy on you. Like whatever you whatever can make your life easier. I'm here to help. But I have yet to see the radiologist say no no no. <laughs> I got this on a lumbar puncture with somebody who's a, who has pre oh. disease. Nope. Nope, not a single one. Not a single one. Raise our hand. Be like no no no. Reese, you go ahead and do that. Okay, yeah. cool. Thanks. For those of you Thanks out there who don't that. know what that yeah. is, it's mad cow disease, layman's terms. It's a mad cow for, yeah. for human I'll form. take it. So, and so whenever that's a concern and we let the radiologist know, I guarantee you they're not going to be up in lead, you know, right behind my shoulder, coaching me through how to, how to orient yeah. the needle bevel. They're going to be, they're going to be behind the glass for sure. Be like, yeah, you got this. Good job. Like, Reese, uh, I'm just behind you because I want to smell the prions. <laughs> <laughs> but exactly but that's that's what i'm saying so if if they they go on these podcasts and write all these articles and you know don't mention the cool quote-unquote needle stuff or whatever Let, go ahead and mention i want i want you to mention all all the abscesses and the bare minimas and the ng tubes that you don't want to do mention those and then see like don't don't mention all the cool stuff. Just mention the real stuff. 
you know, and uh, they released that article with the RAs in port placement um, through Memorial Kettering and Sloan. And I thought that was a, an amazing article because I think highlighting some of the positives that we do, and that was one article that really homed in on the RA's craft, whether it be doing that clinical component or doing the procedural component and kind of encompassing both of us. And so as I'm listening to y'all talk about procedures and the things that we do and knowing our craft, I think it's really important to bring up that there is a study that does exist with the RAs in a facility where they are respected. Um, And again, it doesn't bring anything to the table that offers something negative, a negative narrative. And unfortunately, it is really the only comparison of how we perform during procedural performance. I think more of that needs to come to light. I think more studies on us need to come to light. And I think more people who advocate for us silently, just as we've done for years, also need to come to that forefront. Because right now, kind of what you see is what you get. Right. Good point. And, And we're getting more people that are coming forward. Um, and I think there are a lot of positive things. And I'm, I am, I love radiologists. I love all of them. I don't think any of us have anything against them. But I think coming to the realization of what scares you about us, between what's true and what's not, and then also the realization of we've done everything within our power to prove to you who we are. Mm-hmm. We can't do anything more. We can't. I mean, we we've done everything they've asked us to everything they've asked us to. And we've remained in that. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure what else physically we have to do to continue to prove to our radiologist who don't see the value in us. Exactly. How do you prove that? I mean, we, from the get go, we've aligned ourselves with the radiologist always want to be under their supervision, work directly with them. And we have not seeked anything further. And if you don't continue to support us and you don't embrace us or don't take the chance on us and see what we can offer, then you're going to lose us. And if you lose us, then you're going to end up with the other providers that have autonomy to work on their own. And so then you will see your fears come true. They will siphon your business off. Healthcare is a business. So if there's money to be made, those providers are going to take the chance and make the money. We as radiology assistants want to be strictly aligned with radiologists, and we do not want to take your jobs. We don't want to replace you with AI. You know, we're not just button pushers. We are part of you. We are an extension of you, and we can do the scut work, some people might even call it, to get the job done. And that's what we offer. And by not embracing us, you're saying saying no to us, but saying yes to the, the other mid-levels that may not be as well-trained, may not have any radiology background, and can bill fully and work independently no matter what you say. And you may not have any control. The hospital may hire those mid-levels, and you've now just lost all control of what they do in radiology. Oh, so true. Yeah. But I'm, I will say, in my opinion... That's my opinion. I'm not going to hate on them. <laughs> my opinion, I'm not going to hate on them. No, and and that's 
you know, that's PAs and MPs and all those other mail levels, they put in their work, man. I don't care. Yeah. I'm not going to hate on them. Do you? We don't even do it at a discount. Right now, they get it 100%. <laughs> you get the PA and P, it's costing you 50%. We don't even cost you 50%. What you said. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. According to the article. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But let's come to a close. This episode is not to sit there and just bash the author who wrote the article. That's not it. The problem lies with the current misinformation culture, yeah. being and culture being perpetuated throughout the years to come to this point in this article. And the publishers, the editors who allow this to happen, that's supposedly in radiology, right? Where I'm going to conclude at for for us, for me, actually, is RAs, RTs, we got to speak up. Mm-hmm. This is a long time coming, and this is the episode that needed to happen a while ago, but we wanted to wait. You, you got you to you gotta speak up. No one's going to do it for you. You're just allowing people just to step all over you. And, and there's a reason why RTs weren't mentioned in ads for COVID and stuff like that. It's because we don't talk about it. We don't speak. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's so many um, other allied health professions that don't get mentioned. The common lay person has no clue what a speech therapist is, or a dietitian, mm-hmm. or respiratory therapist. Very um, important, or physical therapist. None of the other allied health professions get the time of day. It's always nurse, doctor, and that's all everyone knows. And until we make a name for ourselves, we're not going to get the same respect that they do. Yeah, and they're so good at it. Their nurses are so good at it. Like I applaud them. They're so good at it. They're so good at it. And it's unified too, you know? Well, I mean, they wouldn't they wouldn't be changing they wouldn't be changing the education of a nurse in some of these states. They're changing the education for LMRT and RT. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we let them do it. I mean, come yeah. on, radiology that's, radiologists oh, radiologists that's, do it too. That's we, a whole other episode. That is yeah. a whole We all just episode. get walked on. Yep. We allow it. Yeah. And we all I need well, is the minimum, I, man. Minimum. So I will say this. I think for radiology to succeed, including radiologists, for radiology to succeed, we are divided among ourselves. For radiology to really succeed and get a good voice, physician-based, RA-based, RT-based, MR-based, all of us are unique in that we don't work for anybody else, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We don't work for anybody else. They cannot read images if we're not there performing the images. Mm-hmm. We're not performing images if they're not there reading them. Can mm-hmm. other subspecialties come in and do what we do and get trained to do what we do and get paid less or whatever the case may be? Absolutely. But we're no longer advocating for one another. Right? Radiologists aren't advocating for RTs. RTs are not advocating for radiologists. We used to. The divide has happened. It's here. Well, guess what? If you all come together, you've got a force that can be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. I want the golden voice to drive the take-home points. Who? Reese. Oh, Reese is a good closer. Look at that golden voice, man. I don't know about that. Shut off the lights. Hi, it's Reese Bergoon. (laughs) I got the... uh, He's got the voice. The golden... The golden Cather Jockey's t-shirt to to guide me. Guys, I mean, that's that's all it is, is just supporting the profession. Whether you're an RT or an RA, just speak up. I saw... Now, a full-fledged RA. He was a student when I was training him. He's passed his boards. 
Now he's up on the socials hitting it up, advocating for the profession. Love it. I want to see more of that. I want, I want to see more, more likes, comments, reviews, subscriptions to the podcast, both for catheter jockeys. I'm sure they got like at least 20 listeners. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Only 22 if you count yourself. All, all, all 20 yeah. of them. Okay, so 22, counting me. And 23, because I, I listen to four platforms. Well, you know, se- we we have 17 reviews. One of those is my mom. Oh, so. tell her thank you. <laughs> At least your mom reviews. My mom's like, what do you do again? <laughs> she goes, I don't know what a podcast is. No, two, two listeners across all platforms, across all podcasts. Please continue to share the information that we're, we're we're bringing out because it's important. It's vital. It's going to continue the success of the radiology of the diagnostic imaging realm. That's all there is to it. Because if this doesn't happen now, there's not going to be a profession in the future. It's going to be done by a nurse. It's going to be done by somebody else. AKA not you. Exactly, because technology is advancing. And they have ChatGBT now. Write your paper. Certainly can roll, run an MRI machine. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All you need is someone to push a button. Well, the nurse can transport the patient down there, do it themselves. Like, no, I don't want to see that happen. Ever. Ever. So do your part. Help us out. Like, subscribe, share. Message us on all the social medias. We all got them. Go check out the Cather Jockeys. They got a lot of good content out there. They got some amazing reels on Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat and LinkedIn and Twitter and OnlyFans. They, they, got, some, they got some good stuff. Do y'all really have a YouTube channel? Yeah. Really? There's like... There's- Okay, one episode, which is one of the crappiest sounding episodes, and uh, three shorts. <laughs> okay, okay. So hey, it's on there. That's better than. That's better than what uh, collaboration RA is hey. doing right now. We don't have a YouTube. Uh, I barely even know how to work. I asked you to Shazam something for me today. Did you see that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 I wasn't old enough there yet. I'm, it's on. It's on. It's on. It's on my list. Shazam. You know what? Yeah, like, yeah. I, Your phone can just do it now. You don't need Shazam. I don't know. My, I don't. I don't. My okay, wait. I don't. Without me knowing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Y'all can hate all you want to. <laughs> I don't like to have it on because then I end up with songs I don't like. I'm very particular <laughs> about my music. Guys, it, it was some classical Stop piece it. by Beethoven. I just, have, no. I just haven't. I just haven't l- I was gonna narrowed have, I was it down like, yet. Marceline, guys. why don't you just sing it for us and we'll Shazam it for you right now? No, it's all, it's all piano. Classic, but I mean, like, I'm sure you can find it easy. You can find it easy. I'm sure he, he hasn't been, like, coming it? out with hits if, for a long time. Yeah, let's hear it. If, <laughs> okay. Yes, and I told Reese, I couldn't remember the name of it. Can you please Shazam's it for me? <laughs> Shazam's it. Shazam! <laughs> Shazam's it. <laughs> Spoken like I a true boomer. One of my friends. It's the end of the segment. We're, we're on Catherine Jockey level right now. We're all slap happy. 
<laughs> Anyways, uh, listen, everyone, that was a very great episode. Thank you to Collaboration RA for joining us. It's been a long time coming, and this was something that we needed to get off our chest. And I feel better about it. I know John has. We've been holding it in for such a long time. And, uh, you know, what a group of people to do it with, with the other outspoken crew and podcast. So I will leave you with this. Just got to do the minimum. And that's it. Let's represent. This is the time with technology. Now they can just do the minimum. The more people who just do the minimum, the more people will notice. And be proud of what you do. You worked hard. If you want to be prosperous in the profession and make more money in the future, you, you got to represent yourself. That's it. If you continue on saying nothing, you will get the minimum. So go out there, advocate for yourself, and just be proud, be of, proud what of what you do. do. That's it. Cather Jockeys, we're out.